You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. This is going to physically pain me to say, guys, but today we're covering something that's almost 30 years in the making. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Systematic Geekology. I am one of your priests to the geeks. I am Joe. And covering this spooky spectacular today, I am joined by the one and only TJ. What's up, buddy? Nothing much, you know? Just got done. Well, not just got Just got done working. Last night, just finished watching my, my new favorite Halloween movie uh, that I specifically watched on October 5th. Yeah. I think that's safe to say. So this movie, right, that we, we covered the first one. We talked about it. It is among the pantheon of timeless classics. And so you look at something like A Hocus Pocus 2. You know, this is one of those movies that you almost you almost watch like you'd watch car crash TV, right? Because you 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 talk about something that has been rumored and talked about for measuring in almost decades and you see so many of its contemporaries that are these extended sequels to franchises, to, to, to very cult classic films that really tend to not go well, right? Yeah. So we watch it. This movie, this movie was probably the most inoffensive way that you could do Hocus Pocus greatest hits with a new, with a new coat of paint. In my opinion, what'd you think? So there are definitely worse long-term sequels. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I had, I had fun watching Hocus Pocus too. I did. I watched it with my roommate. We thought, you know, some scenes actually hilarious. Yeah. Uh, mostly the ones that involve sudden physical violence because we're dudes. And that's funny. <laughs> but also, you know, could have been worse. It could have been better. Yeah. It could have been better, but I think it was good. I really do. I think it was good. Do I think it was a good yeah. sequel? Not necessarily. Right. Yeah. I I would agree that it's on the good side of, huh, that happened. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we were saying before we before we uh we hit the record button that uh, what if they just decided to go full bore into this one is going to be a musical. Yeah. Honestly, I thought they were going to do it when the movie started, you know, after like the prelude. I I thought when we saw the sister singing, like, oh, no, it's a musical. Yeah. And I was going to sit there for, you know, the other hour and a half with my eyes glued to the screen. (laughs) Right. Honestly, like so. So here's what happened. Right. They found the thing that ironically got over with fans and they said, "Okay, they let that people really, really liked this. Right. That I've got a spell on you uh, music scene from the first one. And and if you know anything about Bette Midler's acting and singing career, you you understand why, like the full picture of of this whole thing. And then uh, Kathy Najimy is mm-hmm. a, a physical comedian and Sarah Jessica Parker just throws herself at the role. And so it, you, you can see how it's it's ironic that the one musical number in the whole thing gets over with fans. Then they 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 only hit the gas pedal 
enough to say, oh, okay, we're going to keep doing that now for the rest of the movie. I'm with you. I would have, if they would have had the testicular fortitude to step forward and to just say, you know what? We're making it a musical. You guys loved the musical act. Here you go. Hocus Pocus the musical. You got me. I'll 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 watch it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like absolutely. And it was a good song, the, the first one. Yeah. And I think they did they only did like three in the movie. Yeah. But they're all pretty good. And I know for a fact yeah. that uh, Bette Midler could have just done a full musical. Oh yeah. Yeah. That the songs were fine. The the first one was probably the most grating to me, but that was more because I I stepped forward. I'll be honest. I'll, I stepped forward as a purist first, first and foremost as a fan of Hocus Pocus, and that that friends is exactly how you have to avoid watching this movie. Except the fact that the temple of the Hocus Pocus franchise is Hocus Pocus. This movie will get more people who have never seen Hocus Pocus to watch Hocus Pocus. Be cool with that. Then you're good. You know what I mean? Like, right. and, and, and accept the fact that like, this is honestly, there are some things in the first one that no, they wouldn't fly because hopefully we've evolved as a species. I understand what I just said in the crowd that I just said it to, but whatever, you know, I, I think, I think it's, it's interesting to see where they decided to go and how they decided to make it relatable to a more contemporary crowd while still very clearly trying to throw back to certain aspects that now, oh, I don't know what, late 20s to 30 somethings would dig uh, or, or, you know, would, would, would pick up on because they were there were notes that we dug back in the day watching it for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I think, honestly, my biggest problem with the movie is the new main cast, you know, like the new coven. They were fine. Two of them were good actors. I just didn't care for the actual story a whole lot. Yeah. But yeah. The, the trope of like, oh, you know, people from ancient history seeing new things, ah, honestly, it's kind of boring a lot of the time. But I kind of enjoyed it in this one. Right. Uh, mostly because watching uh, Kathy and Jimmy fly around on two Roombas instead of a broom. Me personally, I thought that was hilarious. Right. Also, the best Chekhov's gun I've ever seen in a movie, bar none. That was hilarious to me. Because she finds, you know, they go to Walgreens or whatever and start chasing the, what are their names? Emma, I don't remember. I don't remember. They were on that's the, the worst. That's the most important. That's the most offensive thing is I can, I'm sitting here trying to think of the main characters names as well. And I couldn't, uh, Emma and the other one, the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, continue. But watching them fly out of a Walgreens with Kathy and Jimmy on Mary, for those who don't know the actor's name, fly away on two Roombas to then get trapped in somebody's garage in a circle of salt. And the two Roombas, follow them from the Halloween festival up the driveway to vacuum up the salt. That was perfect. Yeah. That's the perfect Chekhov's gun. Cause no one sees it. No one saw it coming. No one could have seen that come except for me. No. I was sitting there, you know, <laughs> pans down a little bit. And I was like, Oh, here they come. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was hilarious. I had to give it props. Yeah. That was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like moments like that, are part of this idea that they 
gave specifically Kathy and Jimmy, but really all three of them much more agency to commit to the bit. And in order to do, I think we said this during the first one, in order to successfully do that, you like play the Sanderson sisters, you need to commit to the bit. And in order to now have established and had, again, almost three decades worth of fans looking to what else do you do with these characters, your back is against the wall. You have to commit to the bit. Mm-hmm. And they and gave they, they and and they do. And they specifically gave her the agency to do more than just like that kind of sound-based, physical-based comedy, but having more personality on top of still being a very physically funny person. Who else is going to be trying to, you know, be very obviously in in a soundstage, but like pretending to be floating on Roombas and be able to get away with it? 100%. Like just absolutely sold the bit. Like that it was that to me was absolutely the highlight. And the one thing that I, I have to say I'm pleasantly surprised about, like out of all of the things that I thought I I would enjoy seeing. It didn't even register to me to to look for them giving specifically her more personality, and she took advantage of every single second of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they owned it. They all got a lot more time. We got a lot more time with the Sanderson sisters because yeah. even like you know the prelude of the movie, the prologue, not prelude. Right. That's technically different, but it's all about them. How they became witches. Yeah. But it's also funny because they only got blamed for that fire because of the spider. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, they did cause it, but they don't know that they caused it. Right. They think it was the spider's fault. They just did the spider thing. I thought that was funny. But, you know, not because of the movie. Yeah. I would have to rewatch it to know whether or not, because at first I'm like, dude, you don't need to, you don't need to show me how the sauce is made. I don't need a backstory. I don't need to know where the Sanderson sisters came from. I just need more hijinks and all of that kind of stuff. Again, I, I, I was approaching it from the wrong mindset. So so it I would have to rewatch the entire thing to 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 really figure out whether or not I appreciated that portion that portion of the movie. Um but yeah I mean the big thing the biggest complaint that I'm hearing about this movie and and I I kind of see it but the whole idea of taking taking magic seriously like trying to be trying to be more serious about that and whatever I'm not I'm the last person and and you all know this about me by now I am the last person whose delicate sensibilities you're going to hurt by having witchcraft on the scene it is it is what it is like these are these are secular movies by a secular company by a sec- like we don't need to get into that same dog and pony show you don't you don't like it you knew you were getting into something involving witches that's all i'm going to say about that right. but part of what makes part of what makes hocus pocus funny is its camp and you have a hard time doing i'm taking this seriously and camp at the same time, honestly, what what came to my mind while watching this movie was very much my honeymoon with my wife in Salem. Yes, I'm that guy. 
my wife and I honeymooned in Salem. We got we're we're coming up on our on our anniversary, so we were like literally there right around Halloween time. Were those people? But there was two different types of people that were there. You had probably seventy five to eighty percent of the people were there to be in Salem during Halloween, so on and so forth. Everything that comes along with being in Salem on Halloween, you do the gimmicky stuff. I've literally seen that house, that Alice, that uh, Allison's house in the first one. Um, that's that's right in downtown Salem. Like it, it, all of that. Like you 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 experience that side of it. You do the haunted houses. You do the different things. If you're going to Salem, go to Count Orlocks. It's a wax museum of horror movie creatures and basically it started as a horror movie memorabilia um a collection that the guy kept growing on and decided to monetize it and it's awesome um and then there's the group of people that are actually practicing wiccans and they do the tours and they do the collections and you do they do the this is how you cast spells sort of thing like there's that side of it where there's there are walkthroughs and different things from people that take it seriously and like like my wife and I ended up on uh, ended up on one tour very very quickly we realized this is a group that takes it seriously when like we weren't going to be disrespectful or whatever and like we didn't but obvious for all of the obvious reasons that's not something that interests us so we we ditched on the uh, on the tour but like it was very much like that with this movie. Part of this movie is Salem in October. Part of this movie is trying to take witchcraft seriously. I don't know if it's because A, I aged out of what the primary storyline would be. B, I just wasn't a big fan of the storyline. C, uh, it tried to take itself too seriously at points. Or D, a combination of all uh, of all of them. I can see the argument. Up until the point where you're getting up in your feelings about watching a movie centered around three witches and then get upset at their being witchcraft. I'm whatever. Again, I'm just saying, um, know what you're watching, but outside of that, like, yeah, I mean, that's probably if I had to be objective about those aspects of the story. Yeah. I've got to be objective about those aspects of the story. That being said, see entire, like first, what 13 minutes of the conversation of just talking about how it leaned into all of the ridiculousness that it needed to lean into in order to be a sequel to Hocus Pocus. Right. You should see the movie. The movie was worth watching. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. All in all, I would agree with that. I I thought it was funny. Gilbert, kind of like the pseudo antagonist. Um, Spoiler alert, by the way, this is a review of Hocus Pocus 2. If you're mad that I spoiled you, that's your fault, but also I apologize. Uh, it kind of gets to that, gets at those people who are like, oh, they were just misunderstood. They weren't that bad because his goal is to bring back the Sanderson sisters because they were misunderstood. Right. And uh, they come back and they start trying to eat children because yeah. that's their goal. They, that's they that's like the thing evil. that they're yeah. trying to do. They're trying to eat children. Like, yeah. At one point, they definitely do have two young children in their basement for consumption purposes so right Right. gilbert was wrong but gilbert was wrong gilbert was wrong 
they did, however, uh, bring back Billy Butterson. Yeah. Fantastic side character. Love yes. him. Yes. Very entertaining zombie. Talk way and, too much. Uh, talk too much. That's, you know, talk what are you? Too, yeah. What are you, Winifred? But uh, he and Gilbert team up. It's a whole thing. The storyline gets a little messy, but it's still good. It's good. There are some great funny moments if you don't take it too seriously. And the only problem I actually had with it was, you know, they tried to redeem the Sanderson sisters. Yeah. Which, you know, I kind of felt for Winifred. She didn't realize she was going to lose her sisters. But the book knew and the book tried to stop her. It's a whole it's kind of it's kind of heartwarming at the end. But also I don't care. They're evil. They eat children. They did not redeem that. They definitely still yeah. eat children. Yeah. But that me personally, I'm okay with the prologue, mostly because uh, that witch was hot. I'll just leave that there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's probably about where I would land. I guess the biggest thing about this is, and and I'm not sure, it's a Herculean feat on on their part because you want to go with greatest hits. But the big, you know, you part of part of Hocus Pocus strength is it told a complete story mm-hmm. and didn't and, and and yes, winked and nodded, but wasn't like for those of you that don't know, just a little bit of educate of educational moment for for everybody. A in in these two movies, the term virgin is used a lot. Okay. In context, what a virgin would be in this case is somebody who's never been used for any kind of ritual, not like piece of hair cut off, piece of like, like different things like that. That is what they would be. And the first one, it's funny. It's a wink. It's a nod. It's a whole thing. I understand. I was a 14 year old boy too at one point in time. It's cool. I get it. But this one decided to just double down on the joke in such an obnoxious way to the point where it was like, okay, guys, like, uh, come on. Like, let's, let's, you've, you, you are now, you are now assaulting the joke. Like it is not, come on. And so, (laughs) well, you're you're a lot closer than to 14 year old boy than I am. So that's probably why. It was a funny line and it was the reason it was really funny was because Technically, he gave him the right answer. This like seven-year-old kid said, "What's a virgin?" And Gilbert said, "Uh, uh, someone who's never lit a candle," which in there context is correct. Right, right, sort of. So, so yeah. Um, but but all in all, you know, I say I say the same thing. Like, yes, I I have to be honest about like what where this movie shines and where this movie absolutely does not shine, but. After you watch this one, what you need to do is you need to go back and watch the first one. But what you do before you watch this one is you watch the first one, watch this one, and then go back and watch the first one, mm-hmm. and then go back, go, then go watch Treasure Planet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, and and that's it. Like I said, if you watch this through the lens of this will get more eyes on the first one, then it all comes out in the wash. Wash. Yes. Yes. Yep. I said Murder. it on purpose. 
Um, there is, in fact, an R in Warsh, in case anybody was curious. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, I would definitely give this one a passing grade. I think for I think for being, I, I think especially for being a long term sequel, it did well. Yeah. You know, it, it played it safe for most of the movie, and you know what? I can't fault it for for doing exactly that. It's a good popcorn flick for the Disney Channel. Yep, yep, that's exactly what it is. You yep. just wanna you just wanna watch a movie. That's it. Nothing else. You can watch Hocus Pocus too. Yep, and you you might enjoy it. I enjoyed it mostly. Yeah, you will probably. I'll go. I will. I will. I will amend what what tj said and say you will probably enjoy it at certain at like some points definitely more than others but i'd wager that if you can turn off your big brain for an hour and a half and just enjoy this movie you'll enjoy this movie oh yeah for sure and if you do that you'll get a great kick out of watching bed midler slap sarah jessica parker silly i thought that was hilarious we had to rewind it and watch it again because man yeah it just came out of nowhere it really did and again like you you look at these three actresses and they just so doubled down on the part like for if for nothing else what i what i want to make like what i want to be conveyed from any of this is yes have your qualms with the story yes have your qualms with whatever you want to have your qualms with whatever it's it's your choice we all have a freedom of choice of what we dig and what we don't dig but these three actresses deserve their roses because in the first one Mm -hmm. they were not the main characters the main characters were max and his sister and allison like they were the they were the main characters don't get it square or or twisted in this one the the sisters are the main characters and they carry this movie on their back they deserve their roses for this performance for sure and two of the three main child actors i thought did a great job but I don't like their storyline. So yeah. it's also completely 100% unrelatable to me. I'm a 23-year-old dude. Yeah. So if you're like a, a high school-aged female watching this with a tumultuous winter group, definitely check it out. There you go. Everyone else also check it out, but you know, might not get as much out of it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, any closing remarks? They need to release a musical version. Yeah. Just a, a purely musical version. Also, yeah. I kind of don't want there to be a sequel. I do not want Hocus Pocus 3. I don't care how hard they tried to set it up. Yeah, be done. I'll watch at it this when point. it comes out, because it will. But. Yeah, you you don't don't speak those things into into existence, dude. Like, no, I, I agree. Oh, at this point, like you you do you did what you did, you know, that movie. Thank you, ABC Family, for making that movie what it was, and and all of those things. Like we already covered all of the things about Hocus Pocus, so yeah, you know what? You cash in one time, you get the band back together. It's a good time had by all, and a great entry point into watching the first one and making it all relatable for a new generation. Because if I sat in front of, Lord knows, dude, I I, I sit and make '90s references now, and half the people don't get them. Like uh, that stuff isn't going to land for a current for a current high school student Be- growing up in the '90s. All of Hocus Pocus resonates with me, but that's not that uh, I've that we've aged out of that now. And so with something like this, you know, yeah, I think 
I think you can safely say that with this one, you made it for a new generation and you started a thing, but you literally like killed them off and and squared the circle and and made it made it all done now. Okay, you had your one, you had your one, you got your one, be done now. Like you're not gonna catch lightning in a bottle. Uh, you've proven that now. You're not gonna catch lightning in a bottle. Don't try for a third time. You saw the post credit scene? Yeah, don't try don't I don't want to talk about it, man. It's I put that in the same dude, I put that in the same box as anything past the third Indiana Jones movie and anything past the first Ghostbusters movie. Rumors have been greatly exaggerated. Well, let's not talk about it. I'm just saying. There's I'm another black flame candle. The cat knows oh, know. what it is. Yeah. The cat's not Binks. Whatever. The cat's not Binks. And but, the fact that yeah. Uh, you know. But Focus that's the only thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about all that. Anyway, I mean, I do know about that because Disney Plus is a thing and you've got to feed the machine and you throw enough zeros at the end of the paycheck for those three. And that's all really you need. And those those child actors uh, will may, may or may not be in the third one. But all you need is the Sanderson sisters. And they've proven that because literally other than other than Billy, you didn't really see anybody else any max nothing the kid nothing allison nothing binks nothing you know what i mean like you have proven that the draw is the sisters and they do it in a way and bet midler's willing to be the front person in a way that that allows for the disnification the further disnification of the property but Mm -hmm. don't no like let's let we don't need this you know what i mean no, but I will say, yeah. if they wait thirty years and use the same three actors as the new coven, I might be a fan. If it's twenty fifty three when we get the next one, who knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, I guess who knows? I don't want to think about twenty fifty three, but on because that that would that... put them in the same starting position as the original coven. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like oh, oh I age. see. I see. I see what you're saying, and and maybe ask me again in thirty years. And see if I, I actually, uh, I don't, I don't know. You figure, you figure. I just don't see this one getting having the same kind of legs as the first one to be no, relevant no. in thirty years, like the original was. What they did avoid pop culture references, modern pop culture references. So yeah, you're you're not wrong. They did accomplish the same it, the same kind of timeless feel that the first one has. Yeah. They gave it as much longevity as they could while keeping it relevant to the modern day, which is a lot to say because it's pretty pretty tempting to just throw in some schlocky modern references and say, oh, yeah, that'll be outdated in four months, but it's good now. They avoided that. Got to respect them for it. Yep. Agreed. We'll see where it goes. Agreed. Probably nowhere. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, and honestly, for sake of the sequel, because there's a lot of redeeming qualities about the sequel, as we talked about, for sake of the sequel, don't make more sequels like that. Not just for the sake right. of the first one, because the, the the first one is such a movie that it will stay relevant. But mm-hmm. for sake of the let the second one breathe. You know what I mean? Like you 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 right. created something that had thirty years worth of worth of time for people to want it and to and for that fever pitch to 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 get here and all of those kinds of things that don't just start pumping it out like it's a franchise that you can do that to because mm-hmm. it'll lose its shine so fast. 
Right. I don't want to. I don't want this to like go leprechauns away. I don't want Hocus Pocus in space or Hocus Pocus Seven. It. Two is enough. I love it. I think I'll watch three it when it comes out because it's gonna. But two was enough for the record. Come back to here. I just. I just want you to know all of those references that you just made made my '90s horror head heart very happy. Leprechaun in space, Hocus Pocus in space. I love it. That's that was a thing, guys. For those of you that don't know, there was a whole generation of you get past a certain point in horror movie sequels and you put your main character on a space station and call it a sci-fi flick. It happened. Look it up. Um. Anyway, we hope you guys are enjoying your giant dose of the spoops this uh the this spooky season and you know ending off on any kind of recommendation a go see the movie go see this go see the first one go see the second one go see the movie (laughs) any other recommendations before we rock out if you want something that's just kind of vaguely terrifying uh read the manga called blame all caps, exclamation point. It is fantastic. It is gorgeous. It is long. And the scale of the world is nearly unfathomable. Nice. And sci-fi, by the way. It is sci-fi. Uh, oh, I will say cool. at one point, the main character walks across a room that is the size of Jupiter. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. The diameter of Jupiter, at least. So it is great. I love it. It looks incredible. Check it out. Uh, I am going to keep in theme with the uh, with the season and say, you know, Josh and I did an episode. Um, not sure if what you're going to hear first, but um, Bride of Frankenstein is is a movie that we covered, and I went in th- went to theaters with my wife to see um, to to see uh, the Mummy and Bride, and it it reintroduced me to a set of movies that I already have a lot, a lot, a lot of respect for. Um, and, and that is probably for those of you that like spooky stuff, especially if you like creature feature, but you don't want gore or like that, that type like post, you don't want things post really 1970s in the seventies influence for forward on horror. You want something that's a little bit more low key, especially something that you can watch most of. I'm trying to think, uh, don't quote me on this. Cause I can't remember every single one, but most of them are child friendly. Watch the universal monster movies. They're awesome. You know, they all tell stories. There's a lot of character work and there's a lot of ambiance because that's really what they had to work with because everything was practical effects. And if you looked hard enough on some of the shots, you can see the strings. You know what I mean? And that's part of its charm. But it, it tells it tells a story. It tells if you're one of like the five people that's in our that that's in our community that likes things like Tokusatsu and and Godzilla and all of that kind of stuff, watch it. If you just like a good story, watch it. So that's my recommendation for uh, for spooky season. So with that, we hope you guys enjoyed another wild ride with the SG crew. If this episode has left you wanting more, then you can head on over to systematicecology.org. Toggle over to the host tab. You can see all of the shenanigans that the hosts are up to, as well as our entire backlog 
We have the uh, Halloween drive-in going on right now, where you can te- where you can check out all manner of of horror movie classics as well as other things. And if all of that is just not enough, and you want to help us keep the lights on, then head on over to Patreon.com/slash Systematic Ecology. Josh and I literally just went an hour and a half talking about the Scream franchise, talking, cutting it up about this, that, and the other thing, as well as uh, monthly comic book catch-ups, other assorted goodies to be found over there as well. But remember, we are all a chosen people, a geekdom of priests. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazal Ministries podcast network.